Happy holidays, everyone. It's the holiday season, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, where all month I'll be unwrapping holiday-themed comics and cool things you might want to find under the Christmas tree. I cover comic books from the golden age to now, indie creators, Kickstarter campaigns, and in fact, each episode, you never know what I might cover. So stick around and find a new way to read and discover comic books. It's Monday, December 19th, 2022. Welcome to the 88th episode of the podcast, and today is another holiday episode. Initially, there was going to be zero holiday episodes. However, I promised Martin Gray, who runs the blog, Too Dangerous for a Girl, guest appearance. He was going to be on for a Halloween episode that I couldn't fit in at the time. I normally ask guests what they want to talk about, and Martin wanted to do a Bronze Age Superboy Christmas tale. Now, I couldn't just do one Christmas episode, so I've asked my former guests to come back and talk about their favorite Christmas or holiday comics. There's quite a few, and I hope you check out the podcast feed and find some other fantastic picks. Today, I welcome back for the second time Damien Kilby, who came in earlier in the fall to talk about a wonky Golden Age tale. Venus number one from 1948. It features tales written by Stan Lee with art by Lynn Strieber, Vic Dowd, and Harvey Kurtzman. Damien, also known as Sleepy Reader, has a YouTube channel that I think you should check out. I've seen several episodes. It's a fun listen. Check out the show notes for that Venus episode and a link to his YouTube channel. Now yesterday... We spotlighted the first appearance of Santa Claus from a Superman tale from 1940. Billy D from the World on Fire and Magazines and Monsters podcast picked that Golden Age tale. This time around, we have a Bronze Age tale from DC Comics in which that Christmas duo of Superman and Santa Claus team up to fight the Toy Man. Also on those show nights, you'll find a link tree to the Fantastic Comic Fan. Please follow the podcast on social media and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. I really want this podcast to continue to grow and, as I said, introduce the fans to a different way of covering and reading comic books. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back to the podcast. This is another one of my Christmas episodes where I'm bringing back past guests, past podcasters, past, in this case, YouTubers. I have Damien Kilby back on. He was on months ago, and we talked about Venus number one, which is a very wonky, golden age Stan Lee comic book. Uh, That will be in the show notes for the link. Damien, tell the new listeners exactly what you do out there in comic book land. Mostly I am known as Sleepy Reader 666 on YouTube. And, and I how did you long... come up with that name? I forget. <laughs> Just refresh my memory. Well, I I uh when I started the channel about 10 and a half years ago, my daughter was still young and not and not letting me sleep through the night very often. So I felt very sleepy. And so I made my YouTube handle Sleepy Reader, and they said, you have to add numbers for whatever reason. And the first numbers that popped into my mind were 666 because of my name, Damien. 
throughout high school, people bugged me about the number 666. Of course. So it's just in my head when I had to think up a number quickly. And so I've, I have this long running YouTube comic book diary, basically. And every once in a while, people do ask, is there some satanic thing about your channel? But no, it's just because my name is Damien that I got stuck with that. <laughs> I've listened to your episodes a few times. I don't listen to it all the time because there's only so much hours in the day, but I do like what you say. Yes, so it's really, so much really, time. really um, a fun listen when I'm on there, uh, listening to it or watching it, actually. So, Damien, we are here today because you chose to talk yes, about- Yes, you said pick any Christmas comic book you want. Yes, I did. And you chose DC Comics <laughs> Presents 67 which came out in yes. 1984, which actually was on sale in December of 83. Right. So I'm, cover dated 84, but actually a, a Christmas time 83 comic. With Len Wein did the plot, the script. Kurt Swan. Len Wein did the script. Someone named E. Nelson Bridwell actually was a plotter. Oh, that's right. Correct. You're right. He did the plot. Len Wein did the script. Kurt Swan. And the reason I chose this one was the art team, Kurt Swan and Murphy Anderson who for a long time were considered the ultimate Superman artists together when they were teamed up together. And they were, they did that for decades, correct? Right. It, precisely. Yeah. This is near the, I did, I was just looking through the uh, DC ultra app and uh, picked this one because of the art. And I didn't notice that it was from 1983. I assumed it was from like 1971 or something given the art team, but and the, 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 the covers actually, of the story. <laughs> the covers actually a very eye-catching cover. It's got Superman and Santa in the background yes. with the toy man as the villain. It's a very eye-catching cover. I really like that cover. That's um oh you know, and that's uh, really strange because that's um Jose uh Garcia Lopez. Yeah, who did the cover. I thought you know you would have Kurt Swan doing the cover, but no, um uh, Jose no. was doing the cover. I think by the early 80s, Jose Garcia Lopez was their go-to guy. So he was doing a lot of covers, and Kurt Swan wasn't really on covers anymore. So did you know that actually uh, Santa Claus actually has a, a bit of a history with DC Comics? Did you know that? I am not surprised, but I did not know. Yeah, I had uh, the guy who does, and he does the uh, World on Fire, which is the Earth 2 All-Star Squadron podcast, and his name escapes me briefly. I just taped him the other day. Billy D. That's it. Billy D. Yes. And we did Superman's Christmas Adventure from 1940, which was a giveaway comic book uh, uh -huh. to stores. And this particular comic in 1940 was Superman's first appearance. I'm sorry. Santa Claus's first Santa appearance. Santa Claus's first yes, appearance. Yes. First appearance in, in D.C. The, yes. So, in yes. No, no, not not that feeling. I wonder if there's any continuity with Santa. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I would like to think so. And you know, between all the crises and the reboots and the medals and the infinite frontiers, yes. I'm sure Santa Claus's history is a little wonky now because that's what DC does with their characters—they make their history a little wonky. But right. so, well, and you... the word wonky matches this comic very well. This is a very wonky comic book. It's a very different done-in-one comic book. But why exactly did you choose it once you read it? What struck your fancy? Well, I I chose it before I read it. Ah, okay. <laughs> but it was what I expected. The only thing that surprised me is that it was a 1983 comic. Because it's pure Silver Age goofiness. Um, where Superman... Uh, discovers a plot from the 
what's his name? The toy mate, toy, toy master, man. Toy, toy man. man. To hypnotize kids with toys so they will go around and uh, rob street Santas who are raising money for the for the charity. And uh, so Superman takes one of these hypnotized kids to his secret fortress to dehypnotize him. And it turns out there's another another toy in there that shoots a, a, a gravity beam essentially at Superman and causes him un, uh, to be unable to fly or move. Um, so they crash land in the Arctic <laughs> where they are rescued by Santa's elves. And then Superman and Santa uh, team up together to fight the toy man. And so we even get a fight between toy man's robots and Santa's magical toys. You know, I still think after all this time, the story actually holds up for a good bronze age slash silver age story. Don't I do. You? I agree. I agree. And it's, with a few pages that weren't very detailed, most of the art is is splendid in my mind to what I expect from Kurt Swan and, and Murphy Anderson. So and I was very happy there. This is kind of typical of the of the Superman of that era. They did a lot of done in one issues, even in the action comic books and the Superman stuff. Right. He had a certain style and the the character was a lot of ways interchangeable and even all these dc comics presents this is number 67 the issue actually ran for a, almost 100 issues i think it was 97 but any of the dc right. comics presents makes for great reads wouldn't you agree right they're all done in ones that's a good point and you and, get just kind of the classic superhero stories yes and this the santa claus it, it's it actually is a good comic book for kids to read or even actually a parent to read to a kid at bedtime. I think so, yeah. It would be a good bedtime story, exactly. You know, we were talking about, um, before we started, this is written by Len Wein, who older fans kind of know and newer fans definitely don't know. And he is a very... He's known for darker stuff than this. <laughs> much darker stuff, because he... Uh, <laughs> Hey, people, he co-created, um, uh, what was Swamp it? Swamp Thing. That's right. He co-created. And Wolverine. And Wolverine. And we were talking uh, before uh, the taping that DC's Universe Infinite app, there's a big mouthful, recently yes. <laughs> expanded their their content. And one of the things that they have is this DC Universe by Len Wein, which is the early 1970s Len Wein, which is, you know, when it actually actually has his first Teen Titans story that he wrote, it mm -hmm. has an arc of the Phantom Stranger we were talking about with him and Jim Apparel team up to do spooky stuff. That would it be cool. has him and which we didn't know about this till we, we were looking at. It. He co-created the Human Target with Carmine Infantino, and he has this huge repertoire of stuff out right. there. People, if you've never don't know who Len Wein is, Google him. He did stuff all over for Marvel and DC over the years. It makes for a fantastic read. Right. And I think on this one, he decided or the editor decided, but they decided together to just do a total Silver Age kind of Superman. This was not uh, the the uh, the Bronze the, uh, Age that we're typically. But this is very late Bronze Age as we're moving towards the Dark Age. Alan Moore has just started writing at DC. Uh, I, I kind of sent you a list of other things That's they were right. publishing yes. at the time, which included, you know, D Nathan D Nathaniel Dusk by McGregor and Gene Cullen, uh, Thriller, Jonah Hex, Omega Men, the new that we were deep into the new Teen Titans by Marv Wolfman and uh, George Perez by this point. Um, so a lot of the DC comics had a more 
complex and sometimes darker uh, take yeah, on things. Yeah, they were just getting ready to turn the corner because you're right. This is Alan Moore's third issue of the Swap thing, like you were saying. And Camelot, Camelot 3000, which is also on the DC app, if you've never read that, that makes for a very cool, it's a 12-part book which redoes the uh, Arthurian mythology stuff in like the year 3000. So far, really future. great. That would make read. for a good podcast someday. You're right. We should. That's right, Damon. You should come on the podcast. There we go. I'd Game love to reread that one. So that would be fun. But yeah. Um, yeah. And there was the the Great Darkness saga and the Legion of Superheroes that already come along. Um, so this is definitely at the time a throwback. If you had told me this was from 1968, I would have believed you, you know. Um, but from 1983, this is just at the twilight of really the Bronze Age, too, because yeah. it's right around the corner from Crisis, which completely rewrites everything DC and really changes the the, the mythology yeah. of Superman significantly, which I still have my quibbles Super- about to this Superman day. becomes the more serious character after the Crisis, right? And yes. Serious yeah. in the sense of... Of I don't know he he lives in a more adult world maybe but that's, that's this true. has all the this is a great way to sample and you got to put on your your ten year old hat you know you got to when you read that Silver Age DC you have to be uh, tack into the young side of yourself you have to read whether it's Golden Age Silver Age Bronze Age any of these older things you have to read it with the context of the times. And you're right. Sure. You got to usually put your little kid hat on and look at. Don't look at it from a modern day reader. Just went to the comic right. book shop and picked up the latest Superman or Son of Kal El, John Kent. No, no, you got to step back and look at it from a different perspective and a different lens. The uh, little had- details here are fun, like the way Santa's magic kind of trumps is even better than Superman's. Yeah, uh, Santa has these cool powers, and his uh, sleigh can defy gravity and carry as much weight as he needs. And his toys are really super powered when they need to be. <laughs> you know, so. to show you the the darkness um, of DC Comics in the years to come, back in like almost ten years later, right around ninety three, the Toy Man comes along and actually killed Catherine Grant's son. Wow. Yeah. Adam Grant. And that was a really dark storyline. I can't believe that, you know, DC tried to pull off, you know, and, and they did. And that that was a you know, the early nineties was a very different Superman. Very dark, yeah. Very dark, very different Superman. Um, much different than the Superman now. Actually, Superman does have his own Superman's one of them characters that actually does change with the ages. You know, your silver age, golden yeah. age, bronze age, post crisis. New 52, all of them Supermans are actually quite different beasts. Damien, before we wrap all this up, talking about this this fun issue, Santa Claus and DC Comics Presents 67, is there anything else you want to mention? Um, Just <laughs> one of the wonky things uh, back in the past there is, you know, Superman can just snatch up this child and take him to the North Pole with him. That's so different than now. I don't think writers would have a superhero just sort of not purposely, but kind of kidnap a kid to help solve the case and then return him home late at night. I think there's kind of a funny thing. Uh, I'm trying to find the page now as I, the negative of digital is you can't flip the pages as quickly. Um, Excuse me a second, but uh, right at the end, I think he, he uh, says, 
Well, here we are, Tim. Gee, thanks, Superman. I bet my folks were starting to get worried. Just tell them you were in good hands. I'll do that. Thanks for everything. Oh, and Superman, Merry Christmas. But, you know, it's so... <laughs> and, and you know, that's another aspect of it, that the kid is in, uh, is involved in this adventure. And well, uh, nothing yeah, bad happens to him in the end. It has a little scary at the beginning. But it's I think kinda, that makes it great for kids, too. You're right, because it's also kind of fun, because if you were a kid... This would be a Superman dream to come true because Superman wraps you up, takes you on an adventure, takes you to the Fortress of Solitude, right? And does all you know has this really wonky. And then you hang out with Santa of all things. You and Santa help Superman defeat the Toy Man. (laughs) And it it really does make for a really great, uh, done in one holiday special. Good fantasy, good for all ages. Great for hint for a parent to take and read to the kid before bedtime over several nights. Great story, Damien. I'm going to thank you for joining me again for this podcast. I want to have you on again. I want to wish you and your family a good holiday, and I will have you on again. Yeah, have some great holidays yourself, Ron. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show, and I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend to other comic fans. Again, I've added a link tree to the show notes. Lungy's easy access to find this podcast on all social media and where you can listen to. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. See you next time.